listening to Impact Sports Daily, WDBM's daily rundown of all things sports. Welcome back to Impact Sports Daily. Today is Wednesday, October 6th. My name is Manit Patel. I'm here with Jada Coster and Matt Merrifield. Today we're going to recap the wild, the wild card game last night. The Red Sox beat the Yankees 6-2. We're going to preview tonight's wild card game where the Cardinals and the Dodgers are going to play. And then we're going to talk about releases in the NFL. A couple of big names got released this morning and last night. And a couple of overreactions from an ESPN article. So let's get into it. Last night, the Boston Red Sox beat the New York Yankees 6-2 at Fenway. Garrett Cole got pulled after not even three innings of work. The Red Sox really established themselves early, created a lead, got the crowd into it. And from there, it really wasn't any question as to whether or not they were going to win. Yeah, the Red Sox with a really nice win last night. A home run from Xander Bogarts and Kyle Schwarber, and then they just piled it on from there. A two-run double from, I think it was uh, was a two-run double from... Verdugo. Verdugo, yeah, thank you. And yeah, they, they just they got to Garrett Cole early, and that's how they you know won the ball game. Nathan Ivaldi, very nice outing from him. And yeah, they they're they're gonna take on the Tampa Bay Rays and uh, Tropicana Field for Game One, so it should be a good series for them. Yeah, watching Eovaldi pitch last night, that was a great performance yeah. by him. What he have eight strikeouts, I think. I that think was, he did. Yeah, that was yeah. he he pitched really well. The Yankees just couldn't touch him. And, like, all I could think about going into this game or, like, all I heard were the storylines about Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all anybody was really hearing. And he came out and only pitched two innings. He got outdoed by Evaldi. Evaldi pitched fantastic. Mm-hmm. They He only went five and a third, but they their bullpen held up, which was a big concern for them. Mm-hmm. And um, Evaldi looked great. He was dropping it from ridiculous arm angles, getting his strikes, getting swings and misses. Making the Red Sox honestly look silly. Yeah, something I really didn't expect because I honestly thought Garrett Cole would come out and perform to his capabilities, but obviously didn't pan out that way for from the three hundred twenty-four million dollar man. So it's kind of shocking to see, but you know, good for the Red Sox. So yeah, um, I thought it was interesting too because a lot of people were saying that the pitching from New York was going to get him through that game between Cole and the bullpen, but the yeah. Red Sox bullpen. I mean, what was it? Uh, like, Four innings of, and they gave up one run in four innings. Sorry, that's pretty impressive to help them get through that game. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that they were able to dip so deep into that bullpen and not like really feel any pressure from the Yankees is good for the Red Sox going forward as they pitch one of the best, as they face one of the best pitching teams in the MLB against the Rays. Yep. Do you guys think the Red Sox have any chance in this series coming up? I think they do. You know, AL East, you know, interdivision, you know, playoff series, AL East. You know, I think you know Tampa Bay with th- with that rotation and that pitching staff. I think they might be a little too much for the Red Sox, but you never know in October. You know, you see, you know, see, you see teams like the Cardinals in 2011. They get the second wild card. They win the World Series. You know, anything can happen with, especially with the Red Sox team with Alex Cora coming back. They won the World Series in 18 with a lot of this, a lot of this core. So. You know, I think they have a. I think they have a shot, but the Rays are going to be really tough. One of the best pitching, best pit, pitching rotations in baseball and the bullpen. So yeah, I think it's going to be a very exciting series too, because throughout the season when these two teams met, it was a very a lot of games were very entertaining. And I think that the young pitching from Tampa could be an issue, right? McClanahan and Baz are going game one and two, right? And I mean, those are exciting matchups to watch, but. 
postseason baseball is much different, so you should we could see how Chris it's, Sale. Yeah, right? it's it's scary watching them throw out two rookies to start games one and two because if you don't win either of those, you're going to Fenway right. down two games, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much over at that point. The Red Sox are great at home, forty nine and thirty two. What do you think the Yankees go from here? Uh, they made some big moves at the trade deadline, picked up Anthony Rizzo, picked up Joey Gallo. Didn't really fortify that rotation. They picked up Heaney, but he didn't work out. They ended up DFAing him, actually, before the wild card game. But where do you guys think the Yankees go from here? What's the next step for them after a disappointing loss in the wild card? You know, I think with them, it all comes back to, like you said, the pitching. You know, they have to, you know, obviously they're going to continue with Cole, but I feel like they need to add some more pitching this offseason, especially in, in that bullpen. And I think, you know, with the, one of the highest payrolls in baseball, you know, they need to figure out, okay, what what can we what do we do best? You know, we hit home runs, we, we use our bull, we use our bullpen pretty well. I just think for the Yankees, you know, and especially Aaron Boone, you know, I think if he if they don't perform well next year, you know, Aaron Boone I think is a goner, so we'll see. I definitely think uh Glaber Torres may have played his last game as a Yankee. They uh last offseason they kept him over Didi because of his bat, in which uh, he had a very, very poor season at the plate this year, and his defense is still not very good. So I definitely think that they need to address up the middle. And then, yeah, I would definitely say their pitching still needs some help. Yeah, definitely. So you guys see the Yankees dipping into this ridiculous shortstop market coming up this offseason. Uh, definitely the a Baez story. You got the Correa. Yeah, Correa, Correa, Baez. Yeah, like it's, it's a loaded Simeon, too. Yeah, this is like one of the best, one of the, be, one of the best shortstop yeah. class or free agent classes in recent memory. And so. the Yankees have been really linked to story, so we'll see. Yep. But moving on, Rays, Red Sox, a little bit of a preview there. We talked about this a couple minutes ago, but you guys really think the Ray, Red Sox have a shot in this series? Yeah, I, I, I believe they do. So you know, it all comes back to you know what the Red Sox do best, and you know that they. With Alex Cora and what they did in eighteen, I think they can do it again. They have they have a shot in this series. So, yeah, with Kyle Schwarber and uh, and Xander Bogarts and Nathan Avaldi and Matt Barnes at the closer role, I think they have a decent chance. Yeah, I definitely think they have a shot. I would still take Tampa in the series. I would take them in four or five yeah. games, but it will definitely be an entertaining series, and it'll be definitely a series to watch. Moving on to tonight's wild card game, we have the Cardinals and the Dodgers. The Cardinals are one of the hottest teams in baseball. They just came off a 17-game winning streak, I believe. The Dodgers are also extremely hot. Um, after picking up Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, they look pretty much unstoppable. That lineup is ridiculous. Losing Max Muncy, um, yeah, who they ones. lost a couple days ago, is a huge gap, not only to the middle of their lineup, especially with Bellinger struggling, but like, as a morale thing in the locker room to have him around, Max Muncy is one of the leaders of this team, is one of the veteran players. It's going to be difficult now for the Dodgers. While they still host the game, and they're throwing out the better pitcher, even though Adam Wainwright has been fantastic this year. Still going strong. Yes. He is still going Dating strong. Dating back to 2005 when I was little, he's, he's closing games in the World Series against the Tigers. Yeah, he's been doing it. For the longest time, even though the Dodgers are putting out the better pitcher tonight, I have to think St. Louis has some magic in them. Just like we mentioned with that run all those years ago when they beat the Rangers, yep. second wild card, all of that. Do you guys think the Cardinals have magic here? 
I think they do. You know, as a Cubs fan, it pains me to say this, but I mean, they are on fire in the month of September. Like like you said, winning 17 straight. And I think with Adam Wainwright, you know, I think Jack Flaherty's still out, but if they get him back, that could be a nice addition. Obviously, it'd be a nice addition for that rotation. And you know, with Paul Goldschmidt, or Nolan Arenado, they have a decent chance. But the Dodgers, again, you know, this is obviously a wild card game, must win game for them, and they're looking to repeat. And the Dodgers, a lot, obviously, a lot of talent on that team with Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, and Mookie Betts. It's gonna be a great game. I can't wait for it tonight. Yeah, I'm so excited because it is just one game, right? So you have no idea. The Cardinals definitely have the lineup to do it. Arenado, Goldschmidt, uh, Tyler O'Neill's been great. Last yeah, he's month. been he's, awesome. He's been probably one of the main reason why they've went on the run they did. It comes down to one game, two veteran pitchers. I, I like the Dodgers in this one, but it's definitely gonna be an exciting game. Yep. Yeah, Tyler O'Neill has been one of the best hitters in baseball over the past month since the All Star break, even, and he's already a plus defender. Right. So having him really expand his hitting game has to make Cardinals fans excited as he is only 26. Who do you guys have winning tonight? I, man, I, I'm probably going to go Dodgers here, but I could definitely see the Cardinals pulling this one out, and I would not, I would not be shocked at all. So. I, I think Dodgers. I, I think Scherzer goes out. and that's the, They went and got him for a reason. He's going to go out and get him to win. Yeah, I think so, too. I As much as I don't want the Dodgers to move on, yeah. I think they will. Mad Max has been ridiculous. I mean, he's made a case for the Cy Young. He should be the front runner at this point. Um, yeah, Scherzer's looked really good, and I don't see that changing tonight against a really hot Cardinals lineup. Yeah, my only concern about the Dodgers is their bullpen. Um, you know, I think Kenley Jansen, some of those guys. I, you know, I hope they can figure. You know, if they're gonna win this game, their bullpen and Scherzer can't go. You it's know, gonna live and die with the bullpen. They can't yeah. have a Garrett Cole start. Like exactly. Like if Scherzer comes out and struggles and he only goes like four or three innings, they got a problem. So, big big start tonight for uh, Mad Max. Yeah, I definitely think that it could come down to the bullpen, especially since I don't like the Dodgers bullpen very much. But I really like them tonight. Also, I'd really love to see him play the Giants. Right, that's, all, that'd all be season. amazing series. Uh, yeah, that, just, that would be a great it, series. It, it feels yeah. like the Giants the entire season have just been do whatever the Dodgers do, just do it better. Yeah, and I really I hope they play each other in a series. That would be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. That I mean, they provided us with some of the best down the stretch baseball that we could ask for when they played each other. Um, so yeah, moving on. We had a couple of big releases in the NFL yesterday. Linebacker Jalen Smith was cut by the Cowboys. He was in the second year of a six-year, 80-something million deal. Yeah. And Stephon Gilmore was released this morning. Um, big shocker there. Big shocker there. I honestly expected them to trade him. What are your guys' thoughts on it? Where do you see as best destinations for Smith and Gilmore? We'll go from there. Uh, I think that. Well, with Gilmore, I was very surprised. Uh, it definitely shows the Patriots are, I would say, they're they're tearing it down right there officially. Just yeah, they're. I'd say the Patriots are like a year, a couple years away. They're they're not they're not gonna, in my opinion, win much this year. So no, they definitely they see the writing on the wall. I definitely think it's interesting how you have these players like Stephon Gilmore's gonna go and help somebody like the Buccaneers or the Chiefs, but nobody's willing to trade for these guys, right? Even yeah. we saw it particularly with running backs the last couple of years, but now we're seeing it in other positions where why trade for a guy? Just wait for him to get cut, and then we can sign him to whatever we want for cap. So I just think that's very interesting. 
Yeah, and it's pretty surprising with Jalen Smith. You know, this is a guy a couple a few years ago that was one of the one of the best linebackers or one of the best players on that defense, and now he's just turned into a you know a guy that you know isn't isn't really making an impact that much anymore, especially with Lane Van Rush healthy, um, and the Cowboys playing playing really well on defense now with Dan Quinn at the helm. Uh, pretty surprising move there, especially you know in the midst of a six year deal, and then for Gilmore, you know a few years ago one of the one of the best corners in the league and now he's a 31 year old on the last year of his deal it's being very interesting to see where he goes but i think he goes to the buccaneers that has the buccaneers written all over it yeah, so yeah with smith i feel like people forget two years ago he was a pro bowler right i mean he's yep. only 26 he's i mean he's had his injury issues but i feel like a team like i think the lions need help at linebacker i feel like he would definitely help out there and i just i feel like it's surprising to see um him go but then again Parsons and Vander Esch, the Cowboys defense has been very surprising this year, so they feel that they just don't need Smith to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it was an interesting move. Uh, cutting Smith, he's been pretty good for the Cowboys, regardless of, like, I mean, he's still had a couple of bad years, but that contract they were tied to was kind of their own doing, so yeah. it makes sense why they released him, because they it was the root of a really bad dead cap. I think... I agree with Matt. The Lions are a good fit for Smith. I also think another fit could be the Chiefs. They do need linebackers. They need defensive help. They need a lot of defensive help. And they've allowed 125 points through four weeks, which is, I think, second in the NFL to only the Falcons. Yes. I would say Jalen's I – th- I, think, I think the Rams would be a decent pick. You know, their linebackers aren't, you know, particularly great. Like, obviously, you have the Leonard Floyds and, you know, you got Aaron Donald right there on the D-line. But – you know, with adding Jalen Smith to that defense would be a pretty nice addition for them if they have the cap space, which yeah. we don't. Yeah, Smith yeah. and Gilmore are two players that can help any team, right? Yeah. Any team that needs help on defense, which there are quite a few teams that probably do that they can step right in and be impact players for them. Yep. As for Gilmore, uh, I just got a tweet on my phone saying that he is interested in the Packers and the Bucks right now as wow. his top two choices. Green Bay does need big okay. corner help, especially with Jair. Getting hurt last week, they have a multitude of injuries. Darnell Savage got hurt last week. Kevin King's hurt. I think Eric Stokes is hurt too. They're down to like their fourth or fifth corner. I think Kevin. But, sorry. No, you're good. If you bring back Gilmore, a healthy Gilmore, with Jair, that has to be one of the best cornerback duos in the league, right? Yeah, most definitely. Definitely, yeah. And, and you're getting and you're replacing Kevin King, who has been a liability, especially in the NFC title game, and then early early this year. You know, adding Gilmore to that team would be. Pretty lethal, in my opinion, especially with Zadarius Smith coming back soon. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, Kevin King being off the field helps the Packers a little bit more than he does being on the yeah, field. That's but, fair. Uh, but, yeah, Stephon Gilmore going there would be an absolute – that would really help the Packers a lot, and mm-hmm. they would be even better than I think they could be this year. They could really turn them into true contenders. Another team that could make a run for Gilmore just because they make a run for everybody, the Chiefs. They could use more defensive help per usual, but odds he goes there. I mean, their their defense is struggling right now. Um, I I think Gilmore would be a pretty good fit there, but I mean, the the def then the defense needs help. You know, I believe they're ranked like dead, like in the bottom tier of the league right now, but. We all know how the Chiefs' defense goes. Like last year, this is the same thing that the Steve Spagnola offense will or defense will turn up a notch at the, at the end of the year. So we'll, we'll have to see. But I think Gilmore could be a decent fit in Kansas City. Yeah, I definitely think he'll fit there. I mean, he's going to have his pick, right? Everybody's going to yeah. make their bid at him. So it's definitely going to be 
I'm quite curious to see where he does go. I think he will end up in Tampa, but yeah, same. I think another spot for Gilmore could be the Panthers. Buc- Buccaneers rivals, but they could use a corner help. J.C. Horn did just go down with a broken foot. Yeah. They did trade for C.J. Henderson. If you bring back a healthy Horn to go with Henderson and Gilmore, that could and Dante Jackson, who's already yeah. there, that could be one of the best cornerback cores in the NFL, true, yeah. right up there with Denver. So, like, you know, it's it's a pretty open field, I think, for Gilmore, especially with all the new teams who are contending or want to win games this year. I think it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. who gets these players because they are still high-quality players at their core. Yep. I mean, 31 years old, we'll, you know, we'll have to see how he is, especially with the injury he has, but he's, he's ex- expected to fully recover, and I think he could be re- returned to what he was, you know, a couple of years ago, or not even, not even a couple of years ago, so, yeah. Right, and he doesn't even have to be, right, uh, well, he was Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yeah, he was. So he doesn't even have to be at that form to help these teams, right? He yeah. just needs to be a corner that can step in and be your number two and lock down receivers, right? So, like, yeah, he's going to... Which isn't asking much, like right, you said, yeah, right. of someone who was playing at such a high level exactly. two years ago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we have our NFL overreactions. We're taking these from an ESPN article. Um, the first one, after the Patriots won 19-17 to 17 on Sunday night, or the after Bucks. the Bucks yeah. won 19-17 to 17 on Sunday night, thoughts on Tom Brady enjoying that comeback win more than any other he's had do you think that's an overreaction or not an overreaction I don't think it's an overreaction at all I think he want he wanted to you know tell Belichick hey you didn't want me all right well I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you so he's beaten every team in the NFL now including his former coach and I think this one meant you know, something extra for him um and you know I think the, the way the bucks came out, and you know, with Belichick, you'll put together a really nice game plan for to stop Brady. Brady didn't look himself on Sunday night, especially with all with the rain and going twenty two for 40, 46 or something like that. Um, but yeah, Br- Brady got it done, and you know they're three and one. So I definitely say it might be a bit of an overreaction considering the twenty eight to three comeback against Atlanta, right, to win a Super Bowl. But then again, with six rings, I mean those that might you know those might blend together to the point where. I definitely think he enjoyed that win in Tampa a lot, or, or in New England a lot, going back to Foxborough and beating them on their turf, especially setting the record, the passing record on Sunday night. Yep. I definitely think uh, that was probably one of his favorite wins, though. I won't disagree with it's that. It's funny because the, they, they, they were supposed to stop the game, then then they just they go into huddles like, okay, I don't care. Yeah. And they, just, they, make, they go on the next play. They didn't really even give him an ovation, which is kind of funny. But, yeah, of course, the NFL schedule makers added again, like, Putting putting this game as the Sunday the night week yeah, four record breaker. That, it's that, it's it was set up perfectly. That's like how you smart said. they are. So. Yeah. yeah, they wanted it for this reason. Ratings. Yeah, money, money talks. The ratings. I think it was like what twenty eight million people watched this game. It was like yeah. the most since like twenty twelve since the NFC East title game or yeah. Washington and crazy uh, Dallas. So yeah, um, I I personally think not an overreaction. I think that. Not only is this win over his former coach, his teammates, it's at his home stadium. He yep. made Gillette Stadium what it is. They inaugurated it right before he took over at quarterback for them. Like That is where Brady grew up as a football player, and I think that would mean more to him than— I mean, the 28-3 ring is extremely special. Do not get me wrong. That is a ridiculous achievement. The fact that they came back and won that game was insane. 
I think this just means a little bit more sentimentally mm-hmm. to Brady than the 28 to 3. The next over overreaction underreaction is the Cowboys are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. What are your thoughts, Matt? I think that's a bit of an overreaction. I um I still have my doubts about the Cowboys. I think there are better teams. I still think the Bucks are better. Um I would take the Niners and the Rams over the Cowboys still. I definitely think the Cowboys have pieces and there's but I think what has it been four weeks? I think we still have to see more from them. I, I want to see them be tested a little bit more for I can officially. Yeah, say. I agree. That is an overreaction. I'm not high on the Cowboys coaching staff besides Dan Quinn. Like I'm not a Mike McCarthy guy at all. Like all you need to know about him is at the end of the first half against Philly on on the Monday night game where he didn't use his timeouts and you know manage the clock correctly. He's just Mike McCarthy's just not a good coach in my opinion. Um, but they have a lot of talent. Dak Prescott, uh, Ceedee Lamb. Amari Cooper and a much better defense now, but like you said, man, they need to play better teams. So, yeah, that that's an overreaction for me. I think it is. I don't want to call it an overreaction, but I don't think it's an underreaction either. I think it's somewhere in the middle where the Cowboys need another big win, like they got over the Panthers, who were, I thought were a decent team. They need another big win like that to really establish yeah. themselves. Um, so I'm going to hold on off on this for now. I'll say it's in the middle. We'll see where the Cowboys go next week. I think they play the Giants. The Giants. I mean, that's not, and then so play. that that if they can win but convincingly. Now, if you're telling me because they go to the can they go to Kansas City on November 21st. Now, if you're telling me they go to Kansas City and beat them, then yeah, we can talk. Then, then we can talk. But I just don't think until then that I trust this coaching staff. No, I don't. I, I'm not so, a Mike McCarthy I'm, guy at all. I'm gonna stay 50-50 on that. I definitely think they've shown that they are a playoff team and they are the team to beat in the East. But I just don't think they're in that next level of the true, Rams, true, Cardinals. Right? Yeah, the they'll definitely win the NFC East because the NFC East is terrible. But yeah, so. Next line, the Dolphins will trade for Deshaun Watson this week. The Dolphins have been a little bit all over the place. Tua, broken ribs, I believe, fractured ribs. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has been starting. He hasn't been the worst, but they haven't been winning games. This is a roster that should be in playoff contention, I believe. Um, Outside of the quarterback position, the receiver depth is there. The defense is there. They brought back pretty much everybody from last year. So they have a lot of that same core there, except... They just haven't had consistent quarterback play. Do you, What do you guys think? Overreaction, underreaction? I think it's a bit of an overreaction. I definitely think Watson will end up in Miami eventually. I don't think this week, well, I don't think getting him this season will help unless the allegations and all that get solved. And he hasn't been, I don't know if he's been working out or we have no mm-hmm. idea if he's in game ready for him. So even if they trade for him this week, he's not going to play. We have no idea if this is going to turn them around now. I'd, so I would definitely say it's an overreaction to trade for them this week. Yeah, I would say there's a definite an overreaction because, you know, we need to still find out if this guy's a you know a criminal or not. 22 cases of sexual assault. I mean, we'll have to see how this goes. But there's no, why would the Dolphins trade for him right now when you have this stuff going on? You know, this guy could, you know, he might not even, if this happens to, like, if he gets charged, he might not even play next year or the year next. So he's in danger of not playing another NFL snap, right. I think. So yeah, why why would you trade? Why would you give up all your draft capital for the for you know a guy who probably might not even play again? So yeah, this is a definite overreaction. I I just can't buy into Deshaun Watson trade stuff yet. So I agree. Um, I think it's an overreaction. Not only does he have the twenty two cases, but have we 
like there hasn't been any set price that we've heard reported but the reports on what they've been asking for have been ridiculous like three, three first round, round picks, picks three third round picks a starting caliber defensive no. player like i understand deshaun watson generational i don't think he's worth that much yeah trade I mean, value wise i don't i don't think i as a gm would trade that much for him even as like allegations aside if it was just him as a player without the baggage i wouldn't trade that much for him exactly he's what uh, i would definitely a top 10 quarterback maybe. definitely a top 10 but top five top five if he's on right but three first round picks three right. thirds and right. a starting defensive player is a big hit to your roster's future you're gambling a lot on that and even then now you're gambling on the fact that he's able to get out of this case and to as to walk away charge free it's a huge gamble and i don't think it's one a team should take yet until they know for sure that he is able to play it's just funny because as a bears fan and all around the offseason there were rumors that deshaun watson wanted to go to chicago you know let's trade three first round picks let's give up the future for him yeah if that happened oh my god i mean I mean the Bears, the Bears management would be in hell right now. So, I mean, it's just it's I'm I'm thankful for we didn't we didn't trade for him. So, speaking of the Bears and their quarterbacks, God. we have another line from ESPN. The Bears need to start Justin Fields at quarterback for the rest of the year. Overreaction, underreaction, thoughts? Definitely an underreaction. I I don't understand what they're getting out of starting Dalton. I understand the idea of letting your quarterback sit, but Fields has shown that he can play. Right? Is he a superstar? I don't know yet. We don't. I mean, it's been what two games, but I think the idea that you're just gonna give the starting job back to Dalton doesn't make much much sense to me. I'm not a huge fan of Matt Nagy either. I don't. I think his time in Chicago is limited to the end of the season, but I just don't get what they. I don't understand the idea of just sitting fields when he shows that he can play. The issue with the Bears is not their quarterback play. Yep, it's, I mean, it's a definite underreaction. I, Nat Nagy should not have a job right now, in, in my opinion. He, he's. I think he's going to get canned after this year. Um, I think we all agree on that. But, you know, Matt Nagy, what he's done right now, like starting Andy, going back to Andy Dalton, like what is the point of that? Like you're, you play the young kid and let him learn, you know, under, you know, under with your guys, you know, especially throwing Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney is favorite target right now, and I think starting Andy Dalton is just completely pointless. You know, Andy Dalton is a guy that's you know a check down Charlie. He's he's a, he's a veteran, but <laughs> like I don't understand going to going to Fields. It would just be the better option because he's got the better arm talent, and you know he's still a rookie. He's gonna make those mistakes. He's gonna have those growing pains, but. You know, starting fields is just a much better option here. I just I don't understand with Nagy. Is this Jay's Chicago Bears rant right here? I mean, it's just it's disappointing because you know we had we had 2018 and that was just led by the defense on, under Vic Fangio, and then the rest is Matt Nagy acting act just being a fraud. So, and, and as the best is like his press conferences where he's just stirring up the word salad and just like talking like for five minutes with the media and not saying really anything. Saying, "Oh, Andy, Andy's great in the room. Justin Fields, he's he's been great. He's lear- he's learning so much. It's like you know what? It's like, dude, just start start Fields. You're not you're not saying anything. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's what he's looking to accomplish by starting Dalton. I don't think they win any more games with Dalton under center than they do with Fields. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're a playoff team either way. And I just don't understand the idea. I just 
once again, don't get sitting the young kid while he's shown that he can succeed to an extent so far, especially with what he's got, right? His whole line is atrocious. Yep. My thing is, Fields, we've seen him play opposite sides of the spectrum. He's played categorically what could be one of the best defenses in the NFL, if not the best, in the Browns. And then he played one of the worst in the Lions last week. And he still didn't perform well. Yeah, he, he was okay. He played, he played serviceably. Like he, showed his, he showed his potential with he those, showed his potential. that great throw on the some back shoulder to Moody. Great throws. He made some fantastic throws. If you looked at just the stat line without watching the game, you would think he had a horrible game. One for 17, one pick, nine yards on three carries. But Fields was a game manager that game because they needed him to be. The rushing attack took care of the touchdowns that they needed to win. They got two from Montgomery, um, and they were able to walk away with the win with Fields playing as he did. I just think he, if he can elevate his game against a mid-tier team, then I would set him as a starter for the rest of the year. But it just depends. I want to see him perform against a team that's not the Lions, but not put up the Bears perform the Browns performance that he did. Like the so, Ra- the Raiders is a perfect. Sorry to interrupt, but the Raiders is a perfect example. Like a exactly. defense that has. You know, much some deep, pretty decent. They're not great, but last year they were awful. But now the Raiders are much improved, or decent improved defense now. So if if Field starts, which we don't know, but if he does and he plays well against the Raiders defense, that's pretty solid on the road. Good. You know, they have. You, a, they need to be starting in the rest of the year. I think so. the Raiders have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL yeah. too. Like Max Crosby. Yeah, he's a beast. Nassib, um, Ngakwe, all those guys yeah. off the edge are ridiculous yeah. and. If he can perform against that defensive line with how poor that offensive line is, I think he should be the starter yep. going forward. Yeah, that pass rush is ridiculous. I definitely think they need to do a better job of getting him out of the pocket and using his legs. That he's That's part of his game, right? That's what the people loved about him coming out of college. And I don't think sitting him in the pocket and letting him get ran over 10 times a game is going to do any good. So and That's why Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator, is calling plays now, we think, because... Mad Nagy would not do, would not have done any of that. He would just let him sit in the pocket, you know, like, like a statue, and just throw the ball. And that's not that's not what Fields is meant for. He, he's meant for getting out of the pocket, creating some plays with his legs, you know, doing all this stuff like that. And that and, and that's why he, he played much better on Sunday. And, I, and granted, against the, it's against the Lions defense, but still, you could see that there's a change in play calling there. So we'll see. Moving on, sticking with the rookie quarterback theme. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt last Sunday. Calf injury is what the 49ers called it against the Seahawks. Hurt in the first half. Trey Lance came out and started the second half. Jimmy Garoppolo has started his last game for the 49ers. Overreaction, not an overreaction. Thoughts? I don't think it's an overreaction. I think Lance is going to come in, and I think they're still going to win games. The Niners are one of the best rosters in the NFL, even with some of the injury issues they've continued to have. So I think they continue to win, and and I think – Lance is still going to do well. I like I liked him a lot coming out of college. So it's at the point of if you're winning and the young kid's doing well, why would you put Garoppolo back in? Yeah, I think with Kyle Shanahan, you know, he one of the best play callers in my opinion in the NFL. I think they that's not an overreaction. They stick with Trey Lance and they continue to utilize what he does best: his legs. You know, use the read option and all all that stuff that they do with him. Um, and, and I think Kyle Shannon can do a lot of great things with him. So, no, it's not an overreaction. I think Trey Lance will continue to be the starter unless unless proven otherwise. I definitely think the role that Garoppolo plays in that offense, right, he's more of a game manager type quarterback. I don't yeah. think it's any – I don't think it's difficult at all to ask 
Lance to come in and do that and do more, with, especially with the legs and what he has on the ground. So, yeah, I definitely think he can come in and start and be the starter for San Francisco from here on out. Yeah, um, Lance played pretty well in the second half. He was 9 for 18, but he threw for 157, two touchdowns. Big play element that we have not seen the 49ers have with Jimmy Garoppolo. Also ran the ball for seven yards, forty-one, uh, seven times for 41 yards. I do think that Garoppolo will play again. I don't know if he'll start again, but I think you have to play with Lance going forward. He was electric in the second half, regardless of the fact that you lost. He provided a, a dynamic to the offense, that 49ers offense that we haven't really seen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to move with his legs is going to be insane when they're able to figure that out. They have the running backs. They're all hurt right now. Mostert's down. Hasty's down. But once those guys are back and you have Lance in that backfield, it's going to be so hard to figure out who to key on consistently for the defense because the Niners love to rotate their running backs, as we all know. Yeah, with guys like Trey Sermon and you know the, that offensive line's still pretty good, even though um, uh, Trent Williams is hurt right now, but he should be back in a few weeks. I, they're saying, you know, you look at, what they can do with that offense, you'll run the ball and utilize Trey Lance, utilize his legs. It's it's pretty dangerous. Yeah, and the weapons that Lance has at his disposal receiver-wise, right? Being able to throw to Debo Samuel. Oh, he's, who he's is, George Kittle, figure. Brandon Ayuk. Right. They, They're all great. Yeah, he's got plenty of weapons to use, especially with that backfield when it's healthy. I see no issue why Lance can't succeed and continue to start. And I think the backfield of Trey Squared is the future. Trey Sermon has been playing all right serviceably he they spent a third round pick on him they invested in him i think that that backfield has the chance of being great if they can hit their ceiling yeah i agree um that should wrap it up today for impact sports daily wednesday october 6th my name is manit patel i'm here with jada costa and matt mayerfield thank you guys for listening and tuning in have a good day you've been listening to impact sports daily Our thanks to Impact's General Manager, Jeremy Whiting, Station Manager, Amber Kinetsky, and Programming Director, McKenna Lowndes. For more, visit impact89fm.org slash sports.